Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily on a January 3rd. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. However you listen, whenever you listen, I appreciate you making this podcast a part of your day. Of course, the YouTube page, check it out, 94WIP, our YouTube page. Ton of great content there, and our subscriber base continues to grow. We appreciate that so much there every day from on-air at WIP, segments, interviews, openings to shows, and of course, all our podcasts, Clap Your Hands, Go Birds, High Hopes, and WIP Daily, and of course, Al's podcast, South Philly Sauce as well, Al Morgani. So uh, I want to dive in today to some issues here with the Philadelphia Eagles, and you know, the, we know there's problems here. We know Nick Sirianni's getting a ton of blame, and I, I put a ton of blame on Nick Sirianni without question, and we know right now the Eagles are sputtering towards the end of the season. And we can look at a million different areas where they've struggled between the offense and the defense and the coaching staff and the decision-making in-game and, you know, in terms of preparation, all that kind of stuff's on the table. But there feels like there's one person who has not gotten blame for the decline of the Eagles. And they've declined. Let's just be real. They're not as good of a team this year as they were last year. Last year was a 14-win team, number one seed. This year, it looks like an 11 or 12-win team and a number five seed. That's a decline. I mean, it, it, And their point differential, but it's all declined. They're just not as good as they were one year ago. So that is a fact. Now, why, who, blame, all that. The person I'm thinking of right now is the architect of the team, the guy that got so much credit last year, the guy that gets a ton of credit when things are good, and he deserves it. And I believe he's a future Hall of Fame executive, but Hall of Famers have down years, and Howie Roseman clearly has had a down year, and there's some cumulative effects of some decisions he's made over the years that have deteriorated the defensive side of the football. Yes, Howie has a hand in this. Howie deserves blame for the Eagles' decline. As much credit as he got last year for building the best roster in football, we could say, now, this isn't the best roster in football. Let's be real. It's not. It's not as good as the Baltimore Ravens roster. It's not as good as the 49ers roster. I don't even think it's as good as the Cowboys roster. Is it better than the Lions? Like, seriously, player for player, are the Eagles 53 better than the Lions right now? I think you'd be hard-pressed to say yes. And the Lions have a lot of good football players. You saw on that field Saturday night against Dallas. We'll see in the postseason as a number three seed most likely. So it's still a good roster, but it's not overwhelmingly the best roster in the NFL the way I thought it was last year. And that's year to year in the NFL, there's deterioration. And specifically, specifically, the defensive side of the football. Look, we know what the Eagles are going to do. We know how they've structured this thing, the game plan, their philosophy. They want to put their resources into offense. And they did that for years throughout the NFL draft, trading for, you know, drafting wide receivers, trading for A.J. Brown, handing him $100 million, drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round, tight end second round, quarterback second round, receiver first round, receiver first round when you include the, the, the trade there. Um, you know, Lane Johnson a million years ago, first round pick at right tackle. Obviously, Cam Jurgens now a second-round pick at right guard. Jason Kelsey, you know, mainstay a lot of money to stay and play center. So a lot of money at right tackle, a lot of money at center, a lot of money at quarterback, a lot of money at wide receiver. First-round pick at wide receiver, second-round pick at right guard, second-round pick at left guard. I mean, the only place they've skimped, and it doesn't really skim, it's got a team-friendly deal, is left tackle at Mylotta. And they got him, you know, they locked him up pretty early. But other than that, and, and we don't know, we know they don't spend a lot on running backs, but other than that, they've used a ton of resources on offense. So 
I think we all expect the offense to be the driver of the team. But the defense has to be passable and or good. And I pushed back, and I pushed back against a, an Eagles Hall of Famer on the Midday Show for six months. Defense is not a luxury. It is it is a big part of winning championships. It's not the driving force the way it used to be. Offense has to be the driving force. But you need a good defense to win the Super Bowl, or at least a, a solid defense playing well, at least in the moment. And the Eagles don't have one. They can't tackle. They can't cover. This defense stinks. So why? And I think we go back to some decisions how he's made over the last couple of years that have really taken away from what was last year an excellent defense. This year has been a poor defense. Let's just go through through some of these. I let's start with last offseason because I think that's where the 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 crack really, you know, kind of splintered. The defense splintered from where it was last year to where it was now. The decision making by Howie Roseman last offseason obviously was not good. It, it, it was it was not. And and I think we overlooked it in the moment. Because they were coming off a Super Bowl, and I think, and I'll just play myself. I, I I looked at the wrong thing last year, because I I think if we were using common sense last off season, we would have said, hmm, they're letting go the young players, the younger players, the guys that have more runway in their prime in the NFL for older guys in the name of positional value. And I think sometimes we I think the Eagles and and I'll I'll get to this as we, you know, kind of move forward through this episode and how to fix the problem. I think the Eagles have gone a little bit too far into the deep end with positional value. I understand it. I think we all do. There there are certain positions you're going to pay, draft high, you know, invest in and and I think we all realize that's the quarterback, that is the offensive line, that is the wide receiver now in this modern NFL. It is the pass rusher, it is the corner. That, that's where the modern game is. But look at the two teams that right now clearly are the best two teams in, in the NFL. That would be the Baltimore Ravens and the, and the San Francisco 49ers and what they have invested at the linebacker spot. So I, I, think we, I think the Eagles have gone a little bit too far in their direction. Anyway, let's go back to last offseason. The Eagles let go or allowed to walk away two prime-aged defenders up the middle of the field that helped them get to the Super Bowl last year. TJ Edwards, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Now, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has been hurt since week one. He's making a lot of plays in the field week one for that Lions defense against Kansas City. Got hurt. It was either week one or two he got hurt, but he played really well in week one. Um, Got hurt early in the season. He's been out, but he's about to come back. He'll be back for the playoffs. I believe the Eagles have missed that player. Now, would he have gotten hurt if he was here? I don't know. But they missed that player. It was a peck injury. It's not like it's a, a knee or an ankle or something nagging. It, you know, he he hurt his peck. I believe they missed that player. He was a he, he brought an energy. He brought an edge to the defense. A playmaker in the back end. A mistake on in my belief to not bring back Chauncey Gardner Johnson, especially when you factor in the deal he got in free agency, which was the one year deal from the from the Lions. The other major one, and this is a major major mistake the Eagles made is allowing T.J. Edwards to walk away. T.J. Edwards belongs in the Pro Bowl this year. That is how good he has been for the Chicago Bears. One of the great steals of free agency last year. T.J. Edwards, right now, as we enter Week 18, has started 16 games. He has 145 tackles, 8 tackles for loss, 8 quarterback hits. He has 2.5 sacks. He has forced a fumble. He has 7 passes defended. He has three interceptions. He has been, without a shadow of a doubt, a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker. And he signed for, in in NFL terms today, a pittance. He signed with the Chicago Bears this offseason for three years, $17.6 million. 
Okay, actually, uh, conflicted thing. Seventeen, uh, three years, nineteen point five, whatever. You know, three years between six and a half per year. Let's put it that way. With seven point nine million dollars guaranteed, seven point nine million dollars guaranteed. This was an undrafted player that Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles staff developed into a starting caliber player in twenty twenty one. Solid player took a major leap in twenty twenty two, and he could have been retained for the grand total of about $8 million in guarantees to bring back a guy that could be a second-team All-Pro. That's how good he's been. I'm not sure if he's going to quite make that level, but he's going to be a pro bowler without question. And he's been one of the better linebackers in the NFL. He was here. He was in the building. He was 26 years old, and they let him walk away. So they let walk away their best linebacker from last year. They let walk away their best safety from last year. Where have they struggled all year? The middle of the field. Haven't adequately replaced those guys. It's almost like the Eagles use their linebacker core, safety core, as a lot of baseball teams do with the bullpen. Just, you know, fresh arms every year. But when you do that, you're going to have some years where you get lemons, where you get a a guy that you think could play, but he, uh, you know, let's use the pitching analogy, and he just posts a six ERA and your bullpen stinks. And I understand you maybe don't want to pay those guys a ton of money, a ton of years, you know, longevity, attrition. Is it worth it? Where are you putting your money? But the, the, those guys didn't get big contracts. They could have retained Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and TJ Edwards for the grand total. I mean, like just match the contracts or beat the contracts. We're talking about what? Less than $30 million to get both those guys back here in terms of guarantees? I don't know, $12 million bucks to get both of those guys back here? $15 million bucks tops to get both those guys back here? They're missed. They are totally missed. Okay, so mistakes were made there. Then where they spent their money on Slay and Bradbury hasn't worked. Slay has been okay. Now hurt. We'll see what happens when he comes back if he's if he's the same player. And now and Bradbury's just been a total disaster this season. So it has not worked. How he had a bad offseason with the defense. Now let's go to the recent draft picks because this is where that that consternation with Howie goes back and to you know forever that he is really smart when it comes to. Everything about maneuvering a salary cap, everything about value, everything about trades, everything about knowing the league. He, you know, there's nobody you'd rather run your franchise because of all the different areas he checks. They develop GMs. They do everything here. But talent evaluation and picking the right player and seeing the diamond in the rough, how we struggle at sometimes. And I'll go back to the last three drafts, and I'm going to point to one in each year on the defensive side of the football. And you might say, Joe. They're not going to really have swapped all three of the guys you say for all three. Okay, but how about one or two? Okay, let's go back to 2021. And I argued this a month into their careers. I stood on it this year before the Dallas game. I'll do it forever. Devontae Smith's a wonderful player. Micah Parsons is a Hall of Famer. I'll say it again. Devontae Smith is a wonderful wide receiver, and he's a tremendous, tremendous football player, and I'm happy he's an Eagle. He's not close to the player that Micah Parsons is. And the Eagles maneuvered in that draft, and they ended up with Devontae Smith. Parsons went two picks later to the Dallas Cowboys. A good wide receiver or a Hall of Fame-level pass rusher. That's number one. Number two. That was 2021. 2022. Jordan Davis. The Eagles jump the Ravens in the draft to select Jordan Davis, who I like and wanted. And they leave Kyle Hamilton on the board for Baltimore. Kyle Hamilton is a star. If you watched that Monday night game on Christmas night, 
between the Ravens and the 49ers, you saw a player that was all over the field. The ball found him. He found the ball. There was a play. He was a pass rusher. He got knocked down. He got pancaked. He got back up. He ran 15 yards down the field. The ball was tipped up. He intercepted it. The guy is a monster. All long arms, can cover, can move. Kyle Hamilton, folks, has more sacks than Jordan Davis. He's a safety. That's a mistake. It's, it's just a flat-out mistake. And I, and I think Davis will end up being a good eagle and a good player. But right now, he's a run stuffer who looks worn down and can't get after the quarterback. That's the reality of it. Mistake. And let's go to this year. I'll leave the Jalen Carter one alone because Jalen Carter likely wins the Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's been on his best behavior. Um, and he's he's played well. And he's an impactful player. That looks like it could be a home run pick for years to come. But let's go to the 30th pick in the draft. That, that second first-round pick the Eagles have. Their first-round pick. They selected Nolan Smith there. And they did not select Brian Branch, who went a little bit later to the Detroit Lions, the safety out of Alabama, safety slash corner. Brian Branch is a star. Brian Branch reminds me of Malcolm Jenkins. Brian Branch is an impactful, difference-making secondary player. And it said the Eagles took a luxury pick with Nolan Smith, and I'm not even quite sure they didn't even know what they're doing with him. Is he a pass rusher? Is he the next Redick? Is he an edge rusher? Are they going to use him as an off-ball linebacker? Did they really take a, a true linebacker in the first round? What are they doing with this kid who looks small out there? I think he's been, I think he's been a little bit held back by that early shoulder injury. I still like Nolan Smith, and I still think he'll be a good football player. He does remind me personality-wise of Brandon Graham. I like the pick when it happens, so I'm second-guessing myself too. But boy, Brian Branch was on my list. I, you know, I, I put out the big board. One of the first podcasts we did on WIP Daily was the big board. And Brian Branch was on it, and he was high. I love that player. So the last three years, Parsons over Devontae, ha- Hamilton over Davis, Branch over Smith, or the opposite is how the Eagles did it. We're talking about three players that could be all pros for years to come. Parsons, Hamilton, Branch. Well, Devontae, Davis. I mean, let's, let's, let's end it this way. All pros when their career are over. Parsons, Hamilton, Brian Branch. What's that number going to look like? 15? 12? More? Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, Devontae Smith. How many all pros will those three make? Two? One? Three? Howie Roseman's got an answer for that because the Eagles had chances to select significant talent on defense and they drafted solid talent and a very good wide receiver. All right, last thing on all this. And we'll do more in the offseason whenever that arrives. I think the Eagles have to start thinking and reshaping their philosophy. You know, I think they are too beholden to positional value. And it's okay to take a linebacker. Trade up for Trot. I'm in. Go get Trot's kid. It's okay to take an impactful safety. Those positions matter in the modern NFL with movement and with motion and with players all over the field. Offense is not the way it used to be. It's just these these coordinators, you know, these McVeighs, these McDaniels, these Shen, they're just looking for space. They're looking for, you can't have dead weight out there because these good offensive minds will exploit dead weight. It's time to rethink the philosophy. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Ton to talk about as the Eagles get ready for a Week 18 game against the New York Giants. Seeding, does it matter? Should they rest? We'll get into all that as the week goes on. Of course, check out the Midday Show and our YouTube page, 94 WIP. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for making this a part of your day.